He said, O Israel, because I will do this to thee, prepare to meet thy God. Perfect verse for Christmas than this. Prepare to meet your God. You know, Christmas is coming. Are you ready? We got our decorations up. Most people do. And, you know, there's gifts being brought, bought togethers and all kind of good stuff like people making christmas cookies that you know julie wouldn't breathe they couldn't cook and they made them anyway hey, it was the joy of the christmas spirit let's just cookies that were unedible but everybody likes doing things like this why because it's, it's time we we think about things like this but out And that's one of the problems. It, the the decorations and the, the get Christmas is about Jesus. And let me tell you something. Just as he arrived unannounced in Bethlehem, he will arrive one we get closer to Christmas, we need to think about that because there are so many people who don't realize that the Savior to get the church, you and me, amen? Christmas is coming. Are you prepared? Because it's just a get together. It's just it, it, it is a useless, meaningless holiday without Jesus. You say, "Oh, but what about family? Family? God, there is family. It's the center of everything we do. So you have the most important thing." In Acts chapter four, verse. than any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we work your way here. You can't be, you can't say, well, I'm full of good people. And they're going to say, well, how did I get here? I was a good person. Well, being good is great, but do you know Jesus? Jesus is the whole reason for everything. Without salvation, without knowing him, you 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 think, what is there? If I there was is and to die, what a this would be. But day you take your last breath here, providing he doesn't show up in the next few seconds. Start eternity. One way or the other, it'll be an eternity in heaven or it'll be an eternity in hell. And Christmas is a reminder that we all have the opportunity. Ever and ever. You, you think, you know, people don't realize who Jesus is. They still see Jesus. It's a, been a manger. 
but he's not. He's the king of kings. As Revelation 19, 16 tells us his name, it says in name written the king of kings and the lord of lords you, you think about this. do you know who he is have you ever asked him into your heart you preacher down and i said a prayer i ask you if you said to you ask him into your heart because you can say a prayer i really said it jesus is your savior church Any doubt, any little bit of doubt, come on down there. And we'll tell you. Get sure. I'd rather be sure. What's your main focus? Church, is it Jesus? Maybe more. say, Jesus, I forgot what this is about. Christmas is about salvation. God. Grace that we don't deserve. As Paul said, we Give me and save me, and that's it. I can do cartwheels down the aisle. People would. That's what it's about. When 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 Amos said, "Be prepared to meet your God," because you will. You know, there's going to be those of us who are ready. And understand, you know, and then there are those who are, who are, 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 are like the ones that are, that, that Matthew chapter, and there's foolish virgins, and, and let me read it to you right quick. And it says, in the kingdom which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. And they were that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, and go ye out to meet him. Then rose all virgins arose and trimmed their lamps the foolish said unto the wise give us your oil for our lamps but the wise for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves and while they went that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut and afterwards there also came the birthday Verily I say unto you think today there's a lot of people who even Those who knew the the foolish virgins knew that the intimate, intimate 
I messed the word up. Uh, yeah. They heard everything. They had most unique church this morning who, who, So I ask you again, are you prepared? Prepare for when when Jesus comes. You know, and if you are prepared, let me ask you, George, are you are you when he comes and you stand before that you know that so many people right now don't have that for Christmas because they says that all oh, it just brings up strife and problems and uh, it reminds them that they don't have peace you know there's a lot of Christians that don't have peace in their heart why because they got turmoil in their heart so you know it, this is the time that reminds us as talk about good of Christ <laughs> them that's come problem with a lot we got problems in our life how many of you want to try to handle things on your own you, you know, if you're not a mechanic you don't fix your own if you're not an electrician, you don't require your own hand. Well, let me tell you a secret. You need to go. Trying to fix it yourself. You say, well, I'll get this. I'll handle it. Don't worry. I got it. It always reminds me of the joke. Mark says, Lord, if you really love me, you'll give me parking spot and all of a sudden the car pulls out he says never mind I got it so that's the way a lot of us treat God God says hey you got a burden bring it to me you, you realize how much he loves you he loves you enough he wants to hear about your problems you some, some and we just ignore them now because we do them all the time and we're like, well, hey, you know, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, the Bible says the way you sin to death, I'm still alive is the way we act. But when there's sin between you and God, there becomes a barrier between you and God. Want to know why a lot of Christians are miserable at, at Christmas? Because there's a barrier. And they say, well, you understand, I, I him. Me, anybody? Remembrance. Mean. Mothers from us granddaddies. (laughs) 
is he's got that look. Damn. I just thank God. Oh, he's going to be mad at me. But guess what? He loves you. Bring me that problem. Let's get the sin out of the way. Some of you might have a problem and say, well, appreciate I have a uh, temper. Anybody in here like that? Anybody in here got temper? When was the last time you said, Lord, I got an issue? I got sin in my life. I need to get rid of it. See, you, you, you're under, you don't understand why you, you act the way you do sometimes. Paul told us in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he said this. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. to present said Lord I, nothing because everything I have really belongs to you anyway but what I do have is me and I want to present myself a, a, a sacrifice to you and you realize that what they used to do is they would examine a sacrifice making sure there were no flaws in it well maybe that's what you need to say Lord is there a flaw in me is there a in me that I, that I need your help to remove. Show me what it is I can do it. Do, do I treat people differently than I think I do? You ever thought about that? Human being you ever met in your life? No, you're not. It's like, God, show me how other people see me. Show me how Paul, uh, in, in Psalm 66, cherish sin in my heart, or if I regard the sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Barely God has heard me. I read that the first time. I repeated a bunch of times. David said, "The problem with a lot of us is that we cherish that iniquity, cherish that sin in our heart, than we do God, because God won't hear us. Why? Because we're focused on the sin and not on God." And so God says, hey, I still hear you. I'm waiting to hear you. But you're too busy focusing on that sin. Present your body a living sacrifice to him. He says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful. So preacher. 
Give me the strength to repent. You know what repentance is? It's turning. I'm saying pocket. That's not repentance. You know, for some people asking for forgiveness. We're supposed to 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 to. Get away from it. Not getting it. It's of it. Stay away from sugar. The hardest thing in the world to do. For you, day, And she gave me some. Taking to work, pass them out. Well, okay. Good luck with that. Repentance is saying, saying, Lord, I'm tired of the sin. And I want you instead. You died for me. I want to be different than what I was. I want to be the sacrifice. You, you get to that point. You're ready in the season to meet God as your Savior. And when you do, you realize that He gives us so much. You know, Christmas, yeah, it's about gifts. But you know what those gifts are? The gifts that He gives to you every day. That patience. You ever realize that God gives us patience? You know what patience in the biblical term means? It, it, it means... Cheerfully. So, how many of you got patience with the things that are going on in your life? Because that's in the middle of your life because, hey, it happens. Life happens. You know, you get older, things break. Your body falls apart. It happens. But, hey, be cheerful. Endure it. You know, Yes, because in the situation, God still gives it to you. It says, I waited patiently. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. Out of the miry clay, he set my feet upon The many will see it and fear the Lord. And I like about that because, one, if you make it through the problem, hey, God gets you out of it. And he said, he set David upon, upon a good, firm foundation. And then he did, oh, you don't get back into that. Into that I get keep crying out. So 
out to him. And one day he'll lift you up. It might not be the way you think it's going to happen. Because I've done found out God don't work the way Steve wants a lot of times. God works what he does, and then I'm thankful. Know a lot. That's... In verse 3, he put a new song. I see what he was doing. And I made it through it. And now I can I can handle pro other problems without just falling apart because I learned patience from him. You know, you, you think about that. It, 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 that, that, that. That brings you to, to be part of you. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, the fruit of the Spirit. You know what fruit is? Fruit is something that grows from a seed. It has to be planted. And he said this, he said, the patience. Like I said, you know, these fruits don't just spontaneously grow up. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. That thing right here. One of the greatest gifts we have. Yeah. Life right here for everything. Is there patience, but there's protection comes. You, well, God gave you a way out of it. He said, he's told, Paul told us, I've said, I told this verse, chapter ten, verse. Temptation that you, but it's some is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able, but will the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God said for the way out. Then he, but the thing is you got to be wise enough to take it. But hey, don't worry. He says he gets But the thing is you got to trust him. And, and all these things were such wonderful gifts but so many times we forget them. You know, it, 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 it reminds me of like when, how many of y'all remember when you had kids and on Christmas morning, you gift you thought they were going to just love? You're like, man, I picked this one out with all my heart. And what do they love most? The wrapping paper. He said, I put everything you choose. Are you prepared to meet your God? He, he says, I gave you a way out of things. I look over you. I gave you grace. You know, I say, well, you know, 
He protects you. Let me get the next one. Biggest thing he gives us is he gives us power. His power, not ours. Because he says you can't change yourself. But I can. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, he said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a See, God, no, you couldn't do it on your own. So it gives you grace and the power to change. And when you're, you're his and you drift away, he gives you power still to change and come back. Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 7 says this, And I will give them to know, and they shall be my people, and I will be there. See, God gives you the power to change. He gives you the power to fix problems. It's nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such that are a contrite spirit. You realize he strengthens. In, in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. But the best thing about it, the gift that he gives beyond measure and keeps giving is his grace. No matter what it is, there's always enough. Even even to find that out when he was flesh, and God says, "My grace is sufficient." And let me tell you, this Christmas season, God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient for everybody. It's sufficient enough for the lost. It's sufficient enough for the backslidden. Sufficient enough for the hurting. And sufficient enough. It came. Dungy stable. And was born and laid in a food trough. No one came that night. Think about that. Because the same words that were uttered in Amos are being uttered today. The shepherds were. What about you? Head bowed. Heavenly Father, throne of grace. Father, if there's someone here in the auditorium today, Lord, that maybe there's something going on in their life, Father, let them realize for whatever their problem is. If there's somebody 
So Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray. You're there. Thank you. Verse eight. One oh seven. The altars. You're not the altar still open. Part of the service is doesn't close until you close it. So I hope you are prepared to be. <laughs> 